tonight. We are here for the 2022 Fremantle Dockers season preview. Will it be a year where the Dockers cement themselves in the final eight? Or will it be once again anchoring themselves in the bottom half of the ladder? All will be revealed with my superstar guest. Now, you know him, Fremantle supporters, as the duck from the Purple Rain podcast. He is an absolute gun. We had him on last year. We had to get him back. Duck, welcome to Lace Out. Thanks, Peps. Thanks for having me back, mate. Um, yeah, it's been, a, uh, been an interesting tw- uh, 12 months since I last spoke to you, bud. But uh, yeah, no, man, things are, things are going well. Ah, nothing's going Thank on. Going well. Fremantle, it's just all ticking along as, yeah, it's as all, nicely. It's all, no it's not. Mate, I tell you what, we've uh, after the after the game on the weekend, it was uh, how much can we buy a bus for? Can we store fuel because fuel prices are going up? Um, you know, how long is it going to take to to drive a bus? Do we need to get some kind of special license to drive a bus from from Coburn to to the G, mate? Because We've booked it, mate. We've absolutely <laughs> launched into the season, and you know, like uh, every every um, every preseason since we've been doing the pod, we've been doing it for geez, since 2016 when the Dockers fell off a cliff. And you know, we we had our first episode last night, mate, and it's the most excited we've been since 2016, since our very first episode. Because it, it, you've got it, to, it has, you've got to be excited, isn't it? Nice to be excited. Oh, mate, it's it is. Footy. It's just. It's great, and it's it's really really positive. It's all been positives this off season, where our injury list's been very limited, um, which usually like four or five guys are down injured. And I mean, the last couple of years actually good. The the Freo Doka, who as as much as he's a great gags man to follow, he put something up on Twitter the other day where it was essentially going into round one. The last two years we've had about ten to fifteen injuries, and probably six or seven of those have been best best 22 players that are out for an extended period of time. And you know how important it is as a Demons fan, mate, how important a, a healthy preseason is. Um, just going from 20, what was it, 2020 or 2019? Uh, 2019. Well, I think we had yeah. like 15 surgeries in the off-season. Yeah, season and it was just cool. like, too far to yeah, ride up. it off. And then, you know, when you have a good run at it and you have your best 22 in and you go, oh, actually there's – you know, because I think the the difference between like when you lose, say, even a five and you're trading that in for a Banfield or a Crowden, like it's just, it's not, it's not comparable and the drop off is so much. And, you know, we've actually built, I think over the last couple of years, we've built a lot of young, good players coming in through the door. Peter Bell and, um, and Wolsey have done a great job through the draft. Um, they haven't traded as much, which has been good. And the trades they've done have, have been solid. And I think they actually, yeah, you know, there's, there's been a little bit of a step backwards, but you know, at the, at the start, oh, end of last year, I thought once we lost Chera, we were going to step backwards a bit. But just looking at how they played on Friday against a pretty horrid West Coast team, to be honest, um, you know, it was, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty exciting. It's, it well, really is. Well, I learned something from you last year. Your wet toast was used throughout Lace Out last year. We love wet toast. Oh, mate, now, West, wet what toast, would mate. Be, what would be the, like, there's wet toast. What would you call them at the moment? Because they're worse than wet toast. They're not soggy toast. Oh, they're mate, almost dude. Queensland floods toast. That is how bad they are. I think I had a chat to Wazza from Eagle Nation last yeah. week, and we worked out that there's 24, flip, 24 fit players on their list. Mm. And you'd almost fake an injury if you were that 24th player, if you could not get a game in the 23. That's how bad that they're going. 
Yeah, they I mean they've just got whatever curse the Dockers had, you know. So and it's kind of nice to see it. It's not nice to see it flip, but it's just good to have that luck on your side because that's footy. A lot of it is luck and it's injury luck. And you know, to be honest, the Eagles. Uh, I feel like they're going to be the 2016 Dockers. They're falling off a cliff. Um, they've lost Shepard. I, I think people forget Shepard's an All Australian halfback flanker. He's really good. McGovern's old and slow. Nat Nui's old and slow. Kennedy's old and slow. No, 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 no. Don't you dare say that about Nick Nat Nui, ranked number one player by champion data in the league. Don't you? That's (laughs) sacrilege. Don't say that. Well, you know what I mean? Like, and (laughs) Darling's not coming back. Oscar Allen's um, broken his foot. Um, You know, so it's interesting. There's there's guys over here, uh, Duff and Quarters, who do a podcast. They're both renowned journalists. They're not just a bunch of... uh, mugs that talk into microphones but um duff's big thing is you know like they, they, their best 10 on their best 10 is the best 10 in the competition but that best 10 has disappeared you know jack darling's no longer there um you know and i don't know what's going on with him bit of a weird unit but anyway <laughs> each to their own. I, I asked was about that and he goes i don't know money mate if well look if i'm yeah. getting paid 500 grand yeah i just i would just get the shot uh, he, and it's more about too. what, but it's also like if you're his teammate, you'd be yeah. pretty pissed off that this guy is, you know, supposed to be team oriented, but won't, yeah, whatever it I might think- be, it's not for me to judge. But when you're trying to analyze it for what he's done, and he's a massive unit to say no, mm. I don't know whether the family's anti vaxxers, I don't know if he's an anti vaxxer, I don't know if he's yeah. just, you know, it was an interesting head. A couple of no, a couple of years ago, mate. There was a uh, they his Twitter. Someone on on Docker's Twitter was like, um, "Can people just start having a look at Jack Darling's likes on Twitter and the stuff that he was liking?" And it was yeah. very, yeah, it was some interesting stuff. And I think after that, he he deleted his Twitter a couple of years, uh, a couple of days after that, when it just started to get out. It's like, oh, hang on, Jack Darling's a bit of a interesting unit. And look, mate, I I I'm uh, I'm not one to talk about any vaccine and stuff. I think it's such a divisive thing, but I think the big thing, the best thing that's said is he's probably just on a different algorithm, man. He's just rolling on a on a different algorithm where he's just getting fed how bad this stuff is for him. And, you know, it just, it, it, it really, you, you feel upset for people like that. You do feel yeah. sad for him. So, well, Liam Jones, you know, perfect what, example out of Carlton. Yeah. Like he was, he was looking to get a 500 grand year contract. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, Career had just skyrocketed over the last number number of years. You know, at one stage, almost touted as all Australian squad fullback, just how well he was going. Yeah. And then he's just he's just given it up. And but then he's gone to play football in Queensland. I don't. I just yeah boggles the mind. But you know what? Respect yep. respect their choices. But let's just talk about the Dockers yeah. because you made yeah, some mate. good choices over the preseason. Yes, Chera's not there, and I'll ask you about that in a moment. But you mm. brought in a young fella. He wears the number six. All the greats wear number six. Jackson, Lewis, Pepper. Jordan Clark is in for your mob. Yep. Look, do you, look, he, sorry. Um, yeah, really. Okay really, on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Really impressed by Clark on the weekend. Um, you know, spelled his name wrong about 50 times on Twitter because it's it doesn't have an A on it. But no, nah, look, he um he forced his way kind of to the Dockers, which which you know sometimes can uh, you kind of like oh, is this is this guy the right character you want for you? But he's he's training the house down as everyone does in preseason. But no, nah, he's he's super fit, and I think I'm not sure why Geelong got rid of him. I'm not sure if they wanted to, but um, he wasn't a Geelong character. I think that was the thing. Scarlet didn't really like him. Um, was the rumours and and look, I, he's 
electric pace, smart, skillful, and he's going to fit into our halfback flank easily. Easily, and he'll be he'll be a really really important player. He looks so good, and I know I know he played on the half forward flank a little bit for Geelong, and he got a bit lost in that dead man zone. And you know, like I, I just I think yeah, I, he's a massive upgrade on the guys we've had on in the halfback flank over the last couple of years. Yeah, he didn't get a game simply because he just doesn't fit into Geelong's age profile of mid-30s. He was yeah. 21, <laughs> too, totally too didn't young. fit. Um, <laughs> so they got rid of him, got rid of uh, Darcy Fort, and they brought in someone more along their their profile, which was uh, Jonathan Segler at around about the age of 36. Yeah, old so, man's yeah, old, old man, man syndrome. Yeah. If, can we talk about, you know, just because they're old doesn't make them bad. Now, mm. you've got an abs. this guy is a freak. Like, he- he is the Penfolds of the AFL, isn't he, David Mundy? Like, yeah. He just seems to not stop, but he just continues to get better. Like, just when you think it's going to be his last season, he goes ahead, comes second in your BNF to probably, or probably should say, will be one of the premier ruckmen over the next number of years in Sean Darcy. Like, that's, that's a phenomenal result for a guy who's 35-plus. Yeah, and everybody and, and, at this yeah. on this side of the country loves watching him too because he's a footballer and he's a respectful one and he's old school and we love that. Yeah, and I mean we always talk about David Mundy like he would be he would be like Scotty Pendlebury if he was over in the Eastern States. Like I think he's he's still underrated. Um, he he's an unbelievable footy player. About three or four years ago, they tried to reinvent him as kind of like a half forward. He's just a midfielder. He's a midfielder. I know he started as a ba- he's a backman. He started off, but he's a he's a pure midfielder, and I think they realised that. And essentially, him and Sarong started to uh, split the load a bit. And Sarong yep. wasn't playing a great amount of minutes inside um, in the mids and even on the ground. But you know, and Mundy just slowly that wheeled back and Sarong wheeled up, and it allowed Sarong to grow as a player as well. So, and you know, all the players love David Mundy. He's such a such a great bloke. He's got you know, three little kids as well, which I think keep him pretty young. You know, he's um he just continues to continues to grow and continues to be a really really solid footy player. And you know, to have someone like him in the team and around the squad, and he he might be someone that you know he might take a little bit of a backward step this year. But I mean, you can kind of allow that. And even if he does play, you know, as a sub every now and again, or he's having a bit of time off and things like that. But yeah, he's um he's looking really good. He had a little bit of a um someone rolled up on him, I think, in a marking contest. Hurt his ankle a little bit, but in saying that, I feel like last year he broke his leg, fell off his kid's bike and broke his leg. So, you know, like it do- preseasons don't matter for David Mundy. He's just he's an absolute workhorse and he's a he's a really, really great bloke as well. That's the that's probably the best thing about him. He's just a a good human being overall, but I, I, I think, you know, we're not expecting much from him this year. But whatever he delivers is a bonus, um, and that's the that's the thing that you're looking from a guy like David Money when that when they get to that age. It's just any any games are a bonus, and and as long as he's not a a hindrance on the team, you yeah. know. So, and you know, we've got no, we've got a young mids, but he he's still better than a lot of the guys who are the, that next your next rotation of mids, he's still better than a lot of them. So you've just got to keep playing him. And he just, he shows young guys like Erasmus and Johnson who've come in this year, you know, how you have to train and be a professional and how you've got to do everything right and how to have a long and sustained career. And he probably learned that from Pav and, 
you know, I don't know who Pav learned that from before him, but Shane Parker or something like that. But, oh, you know, like it's a... No, it's, Clive. Uh, <laughs> you learned it from Clive? You well, Clive didn't Clive have a long Waterhouse. career, mate, yep. unfortunately. Yep, you got that from Clive. Um, <laughs> but you have a look at your Doige medal. Obviously, Darcy won it. We'll have a look at him in a moment. Andrew Brayshaw just continuing to, to grow. Caleb Sarong growing. You lose Chera, understandably. And I'll ask you the impact you think that that's going to, if it's going to be a big one or... You, might be okay. We can cover for him. Luke Ryan just just continues to just to be amazing down back. Nat Fife, like he still ended up seventh, and he I don't think he had the greatest year at all. Lucky Schultz, who we spoke about last year, cracked into the top ten, and then you've got Travis Collier. So it's a mix of old school and a bit of new school, and then Sam Switowski, uh, mm. who's elite according to the AFL uh, the champion data rankings. He's an elite small forward, Switowski. So. Yeah, I mean, I think, look, realistically, there's a couple. Did Collier finish in the top 10? I, haven't, yeah. I, I didn't think he did. Bloody hell. Um, yeah, look, nice. I, I think if you, if, yeah, if you're looking at those guys, there's a couple of young small forwards that, you know, and, and older guys, uh, Schultz, Witkowski and Collier. Look, workhorses, you know, you could often say, look, we need to upgrade those guys, but they are, they are solid footy players. Lukey Ryan, fantastic down back as always. Real, real just no-nonsense blue-collar kind of footy player and probably someone who, I, I don't know, he probably got a little bit of praise like two years ago when he was All-Australian. Um, he was fantastic. Uh, yeah, Bra- Andy Brayshaw is the one who will be the breakout player for me, mate, as well. Like, he's just watching him on the weekend. Now, I know that the Eagles midfield wasn't great, but dead set, mate. He looked like he had so much time and space. Um, in terms of Adam Chera, mate, really devastated for him to go um, because he's the type of midfielder that you actually do need to put time into. And he's, a, he's more of an outside than an inside. You know, he's got those elite skills. He needs to build his body up to be able to, you know, fit into an AFL program. So I think he's going to be really good at, um, at Carlton and good luck to him there as well. Um, you know, but it, it was devastating to lose him. Um, it was really, really... Because, hey, if you have him in the team, mate, all of a sudden our team is like we're, we're, we are blowing the lid off this thing because, you know, he's the guy who's delivering the ball inside 50 when Fife. Brayshaw, Sarong are extracting it, David Money extracting it, and he's getting it. And the, the way we played on on Friday, it would have suited his his style. But look, he wanted to go home. He should have known all along. He's, I, I didn't realize his girlfriend had stayed in Melbourne. That's probably the biggest warning sign. You know, as soon as that happened, we might as well have just packed him up. And, you know, it's kind of weird because you think, well, maybe we should have got games into blokes who we knew were going to stay. But you've always got to play your best 22. You've got to play your best sele- team. And, and you've got to have a selection like in him. Yeah, in, yeah, selection integrity and stuff like that. But, you know, you've got to look to the future as well. And, you know, you just say he's got injury or something like that. Because, I mean, in the end, he's always going to go, isn't he? When you, when you hear that, you're just like, well, he's always going. It doesn't matter. Because what, what I mean, essentially what we'd heard is that, obviously, Sarong, Chair and Brayshaw were all really good mates. And their girlfriends were all really good mates as well. But I think... I think the fact that they couldn't come back to Melbourne, it just, it was a little bit hard. And, yep. um, you know, Brayshaw's got family, like they're from WA, the Brayshaws. So, you know, he's got family over here. Sarong's really fit in really strongly. And I don't think he'll be going home. He's a country boy as well. So, you know, country country kids like myself, mate, we just go wherever we're needed. And, um, you know, the Chera was that, you know, Vic Metro, you know, just had that, those strong family connections. And look, Good luck to him. He's going to be really good at Carlton. I think people are going to see how how good he is. He he's a very good football player, and 
Um, you know, hopefully Carlton still do terribly because they're our boogie team, and I don't, I don't like Carlton at all. But you know, like as long as they're good, not good having on. shots after the siren from the boundary, you're safe, mate. Mate, the literally, since we've been doing the pod, they've, I reckon we've won like two games against them, and we play them twice a year. We play them every year, twice a year. Yeah, we lose against them after the siren. Played them twice this year. Should have beaten them both times. One was over in Melbourne as our home game. We lost that. You know, we got absolutely pantsed in another one where it was just like they, they had the pressure on them. It was the pressure cooker and they just came out and destroyed us. And we were like, oh, my Lord. And we were tracking all right. So, you know, you win those two games and all of a sudden we're actually going to win, get into a final. But, you know, little things like that happen, Peps. And, yeah, I, I just I just hope we beat Carlton this year, mate. Sounds weird, doesn't it? But I just it, really it want to It feels good when you get the bogey. We lost to St Kilda like 12 times in a row. It, yeah, and it's weird sides as well. Team. It's just... And yeah. it's usually not a great team either. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, so this big fella that we had a quick uh, a quick little touch on a bit, Sean Darcy. Yeah, the hodor. How, yep. how big is this guy? And I know when I say big, like he's 200 centimetres and 113 kegs, and that's what the stats say at the moment. It's probably going to change. But when I say how big is this guy for Fremantle, is this guy the difference potentially with making the eight and not making the eight, just his impact he can have at centre bounces and around the ground? Yeah, a, a big time, mate, big time. And he, his ability to go forward, look, the thing with Sean Darcy is forget how young he is as well. Like, he's only a young fella. I think he's only about 23 or so. So, you know, like, just forgetting how young he is and how long it usually takes Ruckman to develop. He was, I reckon it was two years ago now we played Port Adelaide and he went up against Lysette and they had another Ruckman, Paddy Ryder maybe even when he was still still there. And as a as a first or second year player in the last quarter by himself, I just dominated him and you're kind of like, geez, this kid's got something. And, you know, the one knock on Darcy is the fact that his, his pain threshold is a bit low. When he gets injured, it looks like he's out for, for the year. You know, like he looked like he'd done his knee against Western Bulldogs when we lost we lost Cox, did his hamstring, tore his hamstring off the bone, who is another underrated player who's backing about it. Um, Fife did his shoulder, and it looked like Darcy had done his knee, but Darcy actually backed it up the next week. So sometimes you're just like, geez, this guy, he, you know, we saw him in practice match two years ago. It looked like he broke his ankle. He went down and he was in a heap and he's gone down to the chain. And then he's, he's back, mate. He's a bigger redemption story than Lazarus, you know? So he's, um, he's, he's a really, really imposing figure, however, around the, around the ground. And we've got another guy, Lloyd Meek, who's a, who played on the weekend and played really well. He's our backup Ruckman and he's only a young fella as well. And, you know, they're both Darcy going forward as well is, is pretty imposing. Like he's, he's hard to match up on. He had games where he kicked three or four goals, you know, like he's a, he's a solid forward ruck or ruck forward, you know, mm. guy that can drift down. The problem is, is that Lloyd Meek is as good as he's been in the waffle and playing um, as a, as a ruckman. He's not a very good forward ruck. He's a good ruck forward, but if you know what I mean, you know, like yep. you've got to be, a, you got to be able to as a ruckman and as, especially as the second ruckman, that's where probably Melbourne are so blessed where you've got Luke Jackson, who's a good forward that can play in the ruck. Now, we've got a man by the name of Rory Lobb who... I was just about to ask you about this is, guy. Where, is, you, where does that leave you? Where does it leave Lobby? Because if you've got Meek and you've got Darcy, Darcy. Tucker, mm. where Dar- does it leave Sean this? Darcy, oh, sorry, Sean Darcy. Darcy, sorry. Darcy, Darcy Tucker. Dude. No, wrong, wrong one. I got that wrong. Sorry, I looked at the name and went That's as soon right. as I said it. But where does it leave Lobby? Because he left to go over to GW. He came back 
And I think yeah. he wanted to try and go back to GWS, did he? And they, they wouldn't yeah. let him go and back. Yeah, I mean, that's all right. Look, that's all forgiven and, you know, whatever. But, yeah, I mean, the thing is is that he's if, if the team is to function correctly, he has to play as the, the forward who chops out in the ruck for, for 10 minutes a game. You know, like he's got to be that. And he is a really good ruckman. And he had a period where Darcy got injured two years ago and Lob rucked. Pure was the pure ruckman and we didn't have any ruckman. Make it hurt his foot. Scotty Jones, who was still at the club, was injured as well. And we just played, we, we played um, Lob in the ruck and Tabs backed up, you know, with the chop out. And he was, he was really great. And I don't understand if you're, if you're good at footy and you're, you're playing well, why wouldn't you want to play in that position? And being a ruckman, you're around the ground now. It's so important. So, but that, that's the Roaring Lobsters style. And I think, You'll see an improvement in Lob in because you'll see an improvement in our inside 50s. Yeah. We always bomb it on Rory Lob's head. He needs it 10 meters in front. He engages his opponent and then he, he leads out. So yeah. he, he pushes off and he leads. What we tend to do is when we see him pushing off is like, kick it on his head. And yeah, that's nah. the Dockers. Our inside 50s have been terrible over the last couple of years. But I think J-Lo's focus has been our transition from back 50 into, into forward 50. And, and we saw that on the weekend where it's so funny when you, you talk to Dockers fans and they're like, hang on, we are leading out and taking marks? Like, what is this? Like, seriously, man. No, under Ross Lyon for, for five years and then J-Lo, the, the Ross over was left from J-Lo. Like, I, I honestly can't remember a game where we would have maybe five lead out, hit the target, take the mark, go back and kick the goal. Yeah. Like, and that seems like it's, you know, laces out. Um, you'd say you want to lace out, mate. There you go. A little bit <laughs> oh, I see that's what you just, did there. That's just not in the, that's not in the Dockers makeup. It was vomiting, repeat entries, ground balls, you know, any way you can get it. And, you know, to the point where I think about, I reckon about three years into the pod, I sat down and dissected one quarter of inside fifties that we had. And one of them was a mark that went to a leading player. And a Jesse Hogan took it about just on the 50. And he went back and kicked a point. And it was like, what, how, how are you supposed to function as a forward? And I think Rory Lobb, hopefully we see turn a corner in terms of his... because. And the other thing is, mate, if he starts having some bad games, the, the crowd will be on his back because he's not a fan favorite. I'll give you the red hot. And he wasn't a fan favorite before this stuff he did over the trade period. And he's not going to... like uh, and. You know, it's one of those things, Peps, where I'm not sure how you feel about this, but I feel like if the AFL disclosed contracts like they do in the NBA and the NFL, mm. I think Dockers fans would actually be like, yeah, no, nah, get rid of this guy. Like, he's on too much money for what he's worth, what he's getting paid. Trade him and trade him for a second rounder. Who yeah, cares? Like, it's you know, a like, tough I one, think mate, when it comes to that sort of stuff, because I'm a massive advocate of it's no one else's business. Besides yeah. the club. But Peps, you know, like most people, you can look up how much I get paid. I've got my award online. Like, you know, all you got to do is look up school teacher, Catholic education, Western Australia. You can have a guess at the range of money I make. Like, and it, it helps the it helps the fans be more engaged. Like we had this yeah. situation where Reese Conker, right? So I don't know if this reached over to Melbourne, but Reese No, Conker, we didn't. Well, we love him. He's over at Melbourne at the moment. So Reese Conker, we're pretty happy he with was, him. if you, so I went to the Doig medal last year and Reese yeah. Conker after six rounds was coming eighth in the Doig. Premium lockdown defender, playing really well, had a little bit of a slight hamstring strain yeah. and then all of a sudden he just stopped playing. Now Reese Conker is a, is a model citizen. He's a great person. He's a great footy person. You want to have him around your club like, like Melbourne have snatched him up. Yeah. But, mate, the thing was is that he had a trigger in his contract that said if he plays one more game, he's going to get 
He was on about four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars a year. He's going to yeah. get four hundred or five hundred thousand dollars a year for the next year. He's not a four hundred or five hundred thousand dollar a year player. He's a back pocket who plays yeah. well. He's probably worth two to three hundred, maybe max. So if the pl- if the fans know that, they're like, oh no, we support we support the Dockers in not picking him. Yeah, don't pick him. Definitely don't pick him or redo his contract. So you know he he's he doesn't have this trigger in it. But instead, it's like, oh no, it's got nothing to do with anything. It's nothing like I know. And, and it's I like, think hang on, what the, the hell is going on here? Like that's all what supporters get frustrated with is, and it becomes uh, the mayo. Jokes, it's a constant mayo that's put onto stories, which exactly. we 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 just don't know why. Um, yeah, like what's the like, point? Uh, what is the well? Another example, like Lockie Schultz, as an example, right? So this guy's on your rookie list, ends mm. up in your top ten. Why isn't he getting a scene? Why, why is he still on the rookie list? Why can't he get a slot? So that would be, yeah, that would be a list management thing. So I'm not sure. I think he actually potentially, uh, are you looking at the footy wise thing or is that uh, on the AFL no, website? just draft, draftguru.com.au sure. as well. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if he is technically still. He might still be, but I know that Crowden and you know what it would have been is last year, Lockie Schultz got delisted. Yep. And then relisted. So that's where that comes from, that rookie listing. So Crowden's um, so still a rookie. Banfield Crowden, is a rookie. Blakely, Banfield. Yep, they're all still um, rookies. Josh, so this is updated mate, Josh, at a fairly regular basis too. Josh Tracy. And I think the rookie list isn't really a thing anymore, mate. You don't have to elevate or yeah, – it's, it's a load of crap, mate. You know? the clubs are, are now doing their rookie lists. Oh, as a guy who's 28, we don't want to cut him, but we'll put it – it shouldn't oh, be Bryce that. Gribbs, Bryce Gribbs, oh. mate. Well, they just kept paying his contract but had him as a rookie, you know, because yeah, it it's fell right. outside of the – It's not right. Yeah. Can I ask you about two of your older statesmen? One's a yeah, double mate. Brownlow medalist in Fife and the other one is in Michael Walters. How long? How much yep. longer do you see in these two guys floating around? Well, uh, Fife's spoken, you know, he's spoken about if he gets another concussion, whether or not he'll keep playing. Um, yep. You know, so that's, you know, he's one head knock away from potentially retiring Fife, which is a little bit of, it might seem like a bit of a shock, but I mean, it's the truth, mate. He wants to look after his, look after those chickens, mate. Look after his head, look after yep. his melon and, and um, yeah, mate. Who who knows with Fifey? The big the big devastating off uh, season news was Fifey shaved his goatee, mate. So, yeah. perhaps I'm not sure if you're on top of this, but Nathaniel Fife, who rolls some of the worst salad in the world, like his hair, his hair dude's terrible. He shaved his head. All right, shaved his head. Fantastic. Love that. Saw the all right. Then he rolled the goatee, mate. And the goatee, Peps, mate. It's it's a it's like gone of the gone of the wayside, mate. Like there's no there's no goatees anymore. No one. Roll, if you see someone rolling a goatee, you kind of give him a bit of a weird look. But he was bringing it's, it it's back. It's beard. Mate. It's beard action. Look at us two hotties. We've got the beards yeah. going at the moment. But like if 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 you Peps, if I looked on the screen, mate, when we first met last year, and you had a goatee, I probably would have hung up straight away. All right, like that's the dead set truth. I couldn't hang up because I needed mate, someone it, from Fremantle to do a preview with me. I yeah, but if you saw me off. with a goatee, mate, you would have been like. Oh no, nah, bugger this, mate! Like, hang uh, up, like, just, close just the, computer, the vision off, throw and just the talk. computer off. <laughs> yeah, but he's bringing back the goatee, and I know this is a lot of hyperbole, but look, the the goatee was elite, and then he shaved it the other day, and it really devastated me because it was there was a lot of airplay about the goatee, and you know, I'm just I'm really really upset about it. But look, Fifey, I, I really hope Fifey. We we need to start to transition Fife into a bit of more of a forward that plays in the mids. Yeah. Um, bit more of a hybrid. Um, hopefully he can have an injury-free season. I know his, his shoulder was pretty dodgy um, and he got that all cleaned up and then it got infected and he lost a bit of weight, but now he's looking ripped again. So look, he's a he's a real professional football player. Like he is, he's in the 5-7 zone and he wants to be the best he can possibly be. And I think he also, 
Peps, I, I, I often talk about this without even knowing the guy, but I think about like he wants to be known as the greatest docker of all time. He wants to be known. And the only way he does that is wins the first flag. Like, you know, he wants to be like a, you know, like probably Melbourne people talk about Ron Barassi and Jim Steins and things yeah. like that. But he wants there to be like, you know, if you think who's the greatest docker of all time, people always say Pav still. He yep. wants it to be Fife. That's what he wants it to yeah, be. Yeah, he and, wants to be gawny like Oliver like at the moment, like the, the, the credibility that those two are building over here. He wants yeah. to be in that realm, but he wants, like, he's got to get over Pavlich. That's the thing. Like, yeah. But he, he wants him to build a statue of him, mate. It wouldn't surprise me. And that's good on him, mate. Like, because he's, he, he's starting at, like, a couple of years ago, he started to look at himself as not as, a, like, the best player at the Dockers. He wanted to be like LeBron James and Tom Brady. He wanted to be the greatest player of all time. So, and he's had injuries and things like that. And he's looking to see if he can play longer. But his longevity will be to do with whether or not we're successful or not. And we've been to the big dance once. Um, when he was a player, uh, like since he's since he started playing in 2013, and he had a pretty average day in front of goals that day, and you know oh, people yeah, still think about Fifey's. Yeah, I mean, and this he got year, injured that day year. too in that grand final, didn't he? He got a did an ankle or a knee, something didn't go right, and then saw the wheels. But he had a couple of shots in that first quarter within in that grand oh, yeah. final that could and have he, put them up, and uh, yeah, out of bounds on the full, missed by a mile, like and missing by a mile, so. You know, just the the start of the docker, and he was kind of like last year. The fact that he got this, this, just this monkey on his back with with these points he was kicking, and just couldn't get over it. Like, couldn't get that mental demon of missing shots. Really killed yep. him, and and actually killed the side because it started to flow through. But um, yeah, Fife. Look, expecting another good year from Fife. Um, he he's an elite player, and you know, um, hopefully he spends a little bit more time down forward. Because he he he's pretty hard to match up match up on, and also the defenders just flock to him. They absolutely pack themselves when he's down there. Like you go to the games and you watch Fife up forward. Like if if we play, we probably play Melbourne at the G. Who knows? Maybe probably play him in Darwin or something like that. But you know, like if you if you see Fife in the flesh when he goes into the Ford Fifty, it's panic stations for the defenders because they're like, holy crap, what's Fife going to do? You know, and it frees up a little bit. Um, on the flip side as well, Walters, um, if you're playing fantasy, I would not pick Walters. His stats are going to go right down. He's, um, he's lost a lot of weight and he's, he's looking good. He's had a little bit of an injury setback, but um, he's just going to play predominantly forward. His time in the midfield is kind of up um, as other guys have come through. He might have bursts every now and again, but he'll be more of a forward mid rather than a mid forward like he was when he was an All-Australian. Um, you know, and it's... Uh, it's a little bit of a tough one for Sonny, I think, because, you know, he, he was dominating for large periods of time. He's kicking five and getting 30, you know, like week in, week out, you know, like he had a couple of really, really good games and he, he's really important down in the club, but he's stepped out of the leadership group. Um, he's the loveliest guy. He came and spoke at our school the other day, actually. He's um ripper dude and, you know, he's got a really, his story. That's mate, all you, you know amazing. that. That's all you because you're just such a, a calming influence on these guys. They just, they just. <laughs> They want to be around you. How could they not want to be around the duck? Yeah, well, it might help that Chris Mayne works for me now, mate. That might be another thing. But uh, my mate Maney, he's a good man. He's a oh, good man, Maney. Maney. So got him right. on board. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Now, I have to ask you, what's got you – I know you've gone through so much, and if you, if, you yeah. could see, <clears throat> if you could see what you hear right now, listeners, you could see the smile across the duck's face. <laughs> What's what's really got you excited? Like, what's caught your eye so far about the difference between the way that they're playing outside of the fitness side of things to what you saw last year or even the year before that? 
Oh, mate, accurate goal kicking, transition from back 50, like D50 to forward 50, and in particular guys like Chapman, Young, and Clark, mate. They're the guys that have really got me excited. Um, they're, they're skill, smarts, and speed, mate. The three S's I talked about um, yesterday on the pod, like those three guys, and throwing Brandon Walker, who's probably someone that people listening to the pod are like, who the hell are you talking about? Brandon Walker, who the hell is that? He's a really, really good footy player, and he came off our NGA list, and he he's an excitement, and he doesn't lose his feet. He has good footy smarts, you know. Like I think we went through a period of about, I I feel like it was five to ten years where we just drafted like the dumbest blokes, and it was just like we've all honestly, been there. yeah, you know. And you just like how dumb are these blokes at footy? They've got no footy brains, like no footy smarts. They seem to have no smarts whatsoever. But um, Chapman, Young, Clark, and Chuck and Walker, that those guys, those young fellas, they look really exciting across the half back and wing, and their speed and their skills and. They just seem like really complete players that can intercept, can defend, can run run off, you know, and that it's really exciting, mate. Because, I mean, traditionally Dockers, since under Ross Lyon, we're a defend first team. So we always look at our back six, back six get chicks, you know, and we want to have the strongest back six that we can have. So, back six get chicks. You know, <laughs> yeah, that. mate. That's, mate to, you, I tell you what, Peps, I don't know if you're coaching junior footy yet, but if you say that to like a – I say that to my year eights because the kids don't want to play in the back line. And nah. the first thing you say is, well, well, back pocket's the first person picked. So the first magnet I put on the board's the back pocket. And like after a while, I just refer to the back six like you do in Amos footy as the back six. And you're like, back six, get chicks, boys. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> I love that. And, it's just like, and you just, you're like, boys, you're a unit. There's no individuals here. It's all nah. a unit. I was like, let the individuals play in the forward line. They can do whatever, you know, and you just like. Oh, well, the forwards kick it, goals, man. but the back line wins games. Exactly. exactly. That's exactly right. So out of all of that, who's going to be the breakout for you this year? You mentioned a lot of kids just there. Who's the one that's, you know, got the twinkle in their eye, got the feathers Ooh. on the duck's back, just. Fluffed Mate, up the, a little bit to go. This guy the, guy, the guy has to be a guy by the name of Monaro Frederic, whose <laughs> um, twin brother plays for Port Adelaide. Freddie, we call him. Freddie feed it, mate. Um, and they call him Big Rick down the club um, yeah. for Frederick. Big Rick. Um, yeah, uh, Michael Frederic, I think he's, he's mainly called. We call him Feed It Freddie. Mate, his speed is so good. And he, he got a syndesmosis injury halfway or about about round six or seven last year. Um, and, you know, he's he just looks like an absolute gun, mate, and his speed. And you know how important it is, Peps, to have quick players. And, like, speed kills in the AFL, and this guy is so quick. There was a footage last year, the behind-the-goal footage. I don't know if you remember. It was Hawthorne versus Dockers, and it was the guy, CJ, the um, Sudanese yep, guy yep. from – and it was him versus – Frederick and Frederick like literally Freddie just like burns him man and gets it and kicks the goal and it's from the halfback flank and they just go they just go at it and he's dead set his running patterns and his running ability and he's he's looking yoked as well mate so he kicked five on the weekend in the practice match four in the and the big thing is he kicked three in the first quarter when it was really the heat was on he kicked three and he just looks like an all-round real, real good player who, if he can kick 20 to 30 goals this year, which I know is a pretty big ask, we're going a long way in, into, into finals and things like that because he's, he's a real hard player to match up on. Well, he's kicked nine in 17. So, mm. you know, half a goal a game. Not a yeah. bad start. It, Build on that. Yeah, if he, can get, if he can be one of those guys who kicks, you know, two, one to two goals a game, then we're laughing. We're laughing, mate, because, I mean, we're 
I mean, if we kick any more than 10 goals, we're up and about. Like we are, <laughs> we are up if and we about. We don't kick under 10 goals, we're, what's wrong? Oh, what's mate. wrong? What's yeah. wrong? Now, unfortunately, uh, someone is going to get the tap on the shoulder. Uh, JL's going to tap on the shoulder and say, look, mate, yeah. it's, it's your last year. Who's going to be the breakdown? And unfortunately, no one likes doing this, but it is a part of life. We've got to celebrate the bad with the good. Who's, um, whose time is up, do you think? Yeah, um, I think it's, it's Wilson. He's last year, um, we look at the Western Bulldogs game as kind of like the turning point in our season where the season just left us. And obviously, like I said, Cox got injured, um, Fife got injured and, and Darcy got injured all within the space of a minute. But also what happened in that minute is um, Wilson punched a dude in the dick and gave away a 50 meter penalty that resulted in a goal. And we only lost by a goal or two. And he just had an absolute meltdown. And look, he's, He's been a solid player. He holds on to the ball for too long in the back line. You know, I call it the old idiot peel, mate. He hangs on to it the stupider he gets, and then he just bombs it down the line. Um, we've got, like I said, we've got four or five halfback flankers, back pockets that will be better than him. Um, you know, and I think, yeah, he just he's, his time's up at the club. And I, I said last night, him and Darcy Tucker, if they play more than 10 games this year, we're not going well. You know, Darcy Tucker's the same as well, mate. Darcy Tucker, he's... We, we started calling him Dr. Who because he'd literally play games and you'd be like, Darcy Tucker played like who? <laughs> like what? But seriously, and then his nickname, his nickname during the year last year got changed to Dr. Why, as in like, why are you playing, mate? He was that bad. And there's this talk now, the doctor's like, oh yeah, Darcy Tucker's got a hamstring injury, but he'll be back. It's like, have people forgotten how bad he was at the end of last year? He was terrible. Like he, he was honestly yeah. costing us games. He was that bad. So look, Wilson, I think, will be the one who retires at the end of the year, and he was lucky to get another contract. Um, obviously, guys like, you know, it'd be interesting to see how Walters goes, um, just playing predominantly forward. Like I said, his stats will be right down, but he'll hopefully still be still be a good enough player. And David Mundy, I mean, if he goes on for another year after this one, mate, I'll be very surprised. But, I was, um, you know, nothing. nothing no, nothing against me. Mundy. Crikey, you'd, you'd mm. leave him, he could yeah. play till 40. Just yeah. to have him around the club, my goodness. Wilson seems to have, because when he was at GWS, he was electric up there. It's almost like I was surprised this is his fifth year at, G, at Fremantle already. But he it just doesn't look like he's had the same impact what he did when he was up, when he was over. Yeah. In, in yeah. The, in the he, he gives that run and carry, break. Wilson, and, and he, he's solid. He, he's a solid player and he gives the run and carry and look, under pressure a bit more. He'd probably want to be more of a attacking halfback than what he is, but Look, he's had to play defensively. Look, he's played a number of games where, you know, it's interesting. It seems like someone's given him an absolute rocket. So I remember against St. Kilda a couple of years ago, he, he had a terrible first quarter and J-Lo, I think, give it to him. And he came out and played an absolute blinder and he played well for the next three or four games. So, you know, he can play really good footy. It's just, it's past him now. And he's he's had toe injuries. He's had foot injuries, you know, so... Look, I, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm off Nathan Wilson now. I'm, I'm like, get Chapman, Young, Clark, get goes like Brendan Walker, you know, like get go guys like that in the team. That's who needs to be playing the next generation, you know, and and let's start, let's start pumping these young fellas into the team, especially across the back line. Well, if you have a look at last year, you finished off at eight and thirteen, um, which, yeah, disappointing. Yeah, we lost. Yeah, lost lost uh game to Carlton we shouldn't have lost. Lost a game to Essendon we shouldn't have lost. Both both in Melbourne. 
Um, you know, so it was it was pretty disappointing in the end when you're looking back at those games. Um, you know, but look, we 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 finished really poorly against St Kilda that last game down in Tassie. Um, it was actually embarrassing in the end, but I think it was the end of the season, and we got a lot of young guys, and we'd been you know in and out and all over the place, and you know in quarantine and stuff like that. So fair dogs to those guys, and you know they're on a hiding to nothing, but. You know, it's um, you know, it was a disappointing way to end, but I thought overall it was a pretty good season. We probably, if we kicked accurately, we probably would have won more games than we lost, and all of a sudden we're in the finals and we're we're actually there and thereabouts. But unfortunately, that's that's the way footy goes. Is the most underrated stat is accurate yeah. goal kicking, you know? And we just we were we were I think we we're 18th, and like that was honestly I don't know if champion data in, included the ones that went out of bounds on the full, didn't make the distance, <laughs> you know, like Lockie Schultz. It's so funny. We're talking about Lockie Schultz. We're like Lockie Schultz's contract should have been like you know the old uh, you know like the performance the based contracts the, yeah but you know like the hammer throw or the javelin and yeah. have these lines and be oh, like oh yeah you right, have it you kick it twenty meters mate you get one year thirty meters two years forty the bloke can't kick thirty meters mate like honestly I've seen him not make the distance from thirty five meters out a number of times at, at um like during games and you just like. Holy Mary, like he's, Duck, he's I saw I saw Adam Chera miss from twenty-five meters straight out in front against the D's last year. I've never seen a ball yeah. go right angles off his shin. So if it's worse now, mate, than that, this uh, is good where luck to the young fella. The practice match, we we can talk about a guy who was completely dockery, and that's Will Brody, yeah. who's one of our new recruits who sidestepped. I don't know if you watched the game, mate. He sidestepped an Eagles player and he's twenty meters out on a forty-five degree angle on the right hand side. And he literally kicked it. So he's running into an open goal just about. And he's kicked it about 10 meters out of bounds on the full on the left-hand side. So it's just come straight off the side of the boot. No pressure. Practice match. And you're just like, welcome in, mate. You are. So it was was almost (laughs) uh, Ben Simmons-like. Yeah. (laughs) Unbelievable. Rightio. So headline for the year. We open up the Western Australian. I turn to the back page, summarizing the 2022 season. For the Fremantle Dockers, what is going to be the headline that we're all going to be reading? I reckon it's going to be Dockers win a home final. So we're going to finish, we're going to finish, I reckon, fifth or sixth and win that final. So I reckon that's what it is. Dockers, Dockers win home final. Well, you weren't that be- far off last year. Like I said, you did finish on 10 and 12, but with mm. percentage, you're probably another two games out. Like, yeah, yeah. And the, and the fact is, just like- percentage of GWS. Mate, we play, we play like Hawthorne and GWS at the start of the year. We kick like 12 goals, 18 or 25 against both those. And we, we should have won by like 15 goals. Like both teams should have been like percentage boosters. And we just could not kick it straight, mate. And like, you know, when you're kicking three goals, 18 a quarter, you're just like, oh my Lord, like so many repeat entries, but for no goals. And just just keeping everyone entertained, mate. Give everyone a sniff. We're, we're a real fair club down at Freo. So oh, please give everyone a sniff. There's a, a lot sniff, of love mate. coming out of Fremantle, isn't there? Alrighty, let's talk about some love. We did it last year and we're going to do it again. We're going to put your agates on the chopping block, my friend. This is where it separates the men from the boys. Who is going to be the 2022 Premier? And it can be multiple teams if you've got ones in mind. Nah, I I reckon it's going to be the Western Bulldogs. I think they bounced back from last year, I think. Um, everything that could have gone right for Melbourne did go right, mate. I think they will be. I, I, I wouldn't surprise me if it's a repeat of the the grand final, um, but the Bulldogs get over the top. Just a little bit more maturity with the Bulldogs. I think they're probably they, – their midfield's so good. Like, it's really hard to match, and all it takes is – I don't know what your depth is like at Melbourne in the midfield, but a couple of injuries, a couple of blokes go down, and all of a sudden, you know, it's like any team. 
and and whoever wins it's going to need their injury luck. Yeah, you know that's going to be the big thing. And you know who knows what's going to happen for this year. Like games could be closed, shut down. Like there could be you could go for a run where your your team has like uh, just rife with COVID and. You, you, you know, the, the old Casey Scorpions or Peel Thunder are pretty much playing for the Dockers or, yeah. or Melbourne, you know, like it's really interesting. And that's, I mean, I think that's a little known, that's, that's something that West Australians are talking about, but I don't know if you guys are talking about it in the Eastern States, the fact that there are different close contact rules in different states. Yeah, so obviously, it's, like it, we've, we've, it, it's like everybody's had it here. Yeah. So we're not that super fussed with it, but over there in Perth, you know, you locked down the entire state for so long and now it's, Blown open anyway. So why did you yeah. waste your time? You could have just be like the rest of us. Yeah. Well, we're waiting for our uh, hospital system to do nothing anyway, mate. We spent two <laughs> years doing that, but that's a it's another argument for another. It's another story, day. Mate. Another, <laughs> another argument um, yeah, for another day. Right. Western Bulldogs, mate. At uh, and I'm going to give you their price. They're paying six dollars fifty on Sportsbet, mate. So uh, we're, I'm not allowed to. I'm not allowed to gamble on footy gamble because of our media our media accreditation. So. Yep. I will just say that Western Bulldogs are paying $6.50 and that's, I don't mind that. That's a little bit tasty. It's tasty. Well, you know what's also tasty is the Coleman medalist. Who's caught your eye to kick the most goals for 2020? Now, mate, last year, last year I reckon I said these two blokes, but I reckon, I know what Ben King's dead. He's hurt yeah. his knee. But, <laughs> but Maxi King at St. Kilda, mate, I love the King brothers. They look, if they can straighten up their kicking, yeah. they look a million bucks. Well, Maxi got like, his right. Maxie yeah. finally worked it out. He so, was shanking left right. He was shanking like me. Yeah, uh, Max on the golf King, course on the weekend. Max King at thirteen dollars, mate, is a little bit of a treat, I reckon. And yeah. I reckon St Kilda might improve a little bit. I don't know. I reckon if you just like just kick it to Max King, just kick it to Max King, mate. Like you know, they're, they're the new Geelong. Uh, my eyes, they're going to be the yeah. new Geelong. They're going to have a dad's army, and mm. that's they're they're cooked. Brownlow medalist, who have you caught your eye for the Brownlow? And the Brownlow is an interesting one too because we've had people saying that the MVP or the Coach's Award is more important because the Brownlow now is literally a midfielder's award. What do you yeah, reckon? it's uh, well, no, I'm, I 100% agree with that. I think Coach's, coaches um, Award is probably the, the number one because they're watching and they're looking. Now, some of the coaches might not care and just be like a 5 4 three, two, one. Um, I remember one year Daniel Pierce got two votes for the Dockers and he literally kicked the ball and it hit him in the head. Like he kicked the ball and it hit like Will Petrosky style with the volleyball, mate. But like <laughs> he kicked the ball and it hit him in the head and then he, he span around. And I actually rang up 6BR, which is like our, you know, Triple M or whatever you want yep, to call yep. it over here. And I was like, mate, who gave, please tell me which of these coaches gave Daniel Pierce two votes? Because I watched that game and he was the worst on ground. Like these are the things that he did. And I just went through, he did like five or six things look terrible. I think he was one of Ross Lyons favorite, but mate, I'm going local. Andy Brayshaw, $51. Ooh. Get on Brayshaw. He is like, like his brother, Angus, who came second a couple of years ago. He got 10 votes last year. He was one of the best midfielders at the start of the year, ran out of puff towards the end, but mate, he looks like he's taken his game to another level. I don't think Fife will get as many votes. Um, I think that the sheen on five. Someone has to off. get him if you're winning. Sonny Walters. Sonny Walters won't get as many votes, and he's only really got Caleb Sarong to take votes off him. So I reckon Andy Brayshaw through the guts. He's he's a very plain looking dude. That's the only thing. Like he's a good looking rooster, but he just you know he kind of just molds into everything. But Andy Brayshaw at fifty one dollars. I reckon's an absolute treat. And Peps, if you multi that, mate, and this is me. <laughs> this is this is how bad I am because I'm not allowed to vo- I'm not allowed to bet. If you multi that, mate, it's paying four thousand three hundred and nine dollars and fifty cents. 
I tell you what, no. if that comes in at the end of the year, this is going to be the greatest podcast episode well, ever. Well, mate, I can't bet, I can't bet on it. We couldn't so pick a broken a nose last year, J-Dog and I. That no. could be, if that comes in. Yeah. So Western Bulldogs into Max King, into Andrew Brayshaw. Into Andrew Brayshaw. Tell you what, now, dinner's this is on. the thing as well, mate. If, if, if you've got people out, do you have people who listen out that are, that are punters out here? Oh, we have a few, yeah, we have a few. Now... Punters, you need to understand. And you had, you had, what was his name? Wazza on, on the weekend. Yeah, Wazza. Yep. Mate, the line for the Dockers against the Eagles is now, it's gone up to 26 and a half points. It was at 24 and a half points, mate. We just beat <laughs> the Eagles. We beat the Eagles by 97 points. We're getting better and they're going to be worse. Like they don't have, they've only got like 24 blokes that can play on the weekend. Like, and they're not any of their good, they, they, there's no guys that are coming out of the, Thing that are going to play, but we're going to have Fife, Walters, Mundy. We're going to have all these players back to have a run. Yeah, mate. But seriously, like that is a license to steal, mate. And if any of the listeners want to take one bit of gambling advice, it's unload your bank account, put it on Dockers minus 26 and a half. And when it, you double your money, send it a little bit our way via our patronage, mate. Easy peasy. <laughs> that is oh, like... Mate, you know when you get these times where you're like, is there just someone in Victoria just doing these lines? Like, what is happening? Like, this is a, it's an unbelievable line. And we, last night, because me and Oz can't bet, right? So last night, me and Oz are just like, get on this line. You need to do it. Like, and even you going to feel if that does not come in? More importantly, not about the line not coming <laughs> in, the fact that you've been beaten by a team with only 24 fit players on their list. Oh mate, we'll flog them. They were so trash. They are absolute trash now, mate. They they've got so many bad players. Their midfield is crap. Their back line gets exposed because of it. And then their forward line's no good anymore. Like they got so many injuries and they're so bad. And their their reserve players just their their bottom This has got to hurt you really, really oh, yeah, hurt just, you having to talk uh, about the old toasters like this. Oh, oh meth coast, mate, eh? Break breaks my heart, mate. Breaks having to hear Breaks my heart. The guys who just they that they are a super professional club, and they 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 their fans won't stand for it. Honestly, I reckon like we talked headlines, but Simpson getting sacked wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I know. Sure. So uh, it's kind of interesting, Duck. I tell you what, it's going to be an interesting. I reckon I'm putting you either eighth or ninth. I haven't. I've, I've still got to work it out who I'm going to swap them around with. But you're right. If all these, young, you only need a few of those young players who are okay to become. Semi good, if you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, and that can be that extra one or two wins that gets you a spot in the in the in the final eight. Get you a spot for the dance, and once yeah. you're there, anything can happen. So, ladies and gentlemen, I told you, ladies and gentlemen, children around the world, people listening internationally, this is by far the best preseason preview. I couldn't even get the word out. Preview that you're going to get for the Fremantle Dockers. Duck is an absolute gem. Now, what have you got planned for the Purple Rain for all the uh, the supporters? It was a big year last year for you. Yeah, you yeah. Um, so we're, um, we are doing, obviously, our preview show on the Purple Rain. We'll do that. I meant our review show, not preview show. Review show um, every Monday um, afternoon that, that we, me and Oz recorded at Oz's house. Um, it's a little bit hard with the close contact. We actually recorded with Mars on last night, mate, just so we weren't deemed close contacts, which kind of sucks because we are both school teachers and we deal with kids every day. And so my you, wife. Know, you don't know. Yeah, it's it's a nightmare. Um, but yeah, we're doing that. We'll also, I think, I'm ninety percent sure we're still doing the final siren, which is 
with the Dockers in the change rooms after the game. Don't know if we'll be in the change rooms, not sure, but we'll be doing a quick 20-minute breakdown after the game with a guest. Um, often that will be a player comes on the show and that's that's also videoed, so you get to see my lovely face um, if you want to get around that. And that's Is that that's not roaming, roaming Brian? It's known as the Fluffy Duck? Is that <laughs> yeah, what it's well. referred to in the... Well, mate, it is. Like I tell you what, Peps, like honestly, that... Doing that has caused my like my enjoyment of watching footy. It's gone down a little bit because it's like we won every game when we were in the change rooms, which was unbelievable. Yeah. It was like the biggest run. And the, the two games we lost at home, I think we weren't allowed in the change rooms because of COVID or something like that. Yeah. So like we were just so blessed. But like when you're running down, because they, they jam the elevators for the coaches only, but when you're running down flights of stairs and the Dockers have won by like five points and you're excited – but also you're so relieved because you're not talking about the Dockers losing and, oh, we blew it again and this and that. So, look, we're really pumped. And the, the Fremantle media team, mate, like uh, in Dockers land and Docker Twitter, people always big up the Fremantle media team, but they are elite. And like they've had to – like when your team hasn't been great for since 2015, you've got to have a great media team and, and they've been really funny and really good and they're, they're, um, they're a good bunch of people and they, they, they're supportive of us and being like, Hey, we want to hear a fan's voice, and me and I was lucky that we're the fans that that get that voice. Um, yeah, it's been really good. So hopefully that can that will continue. So not hopefully that will continue. So we'll be doing that after every home game, um, and then we might try and do a few preview shows. We're just experimenting with yeah. that a bit. Um, that's just something we're thinking about, but it's a bit hard with both me and Oz our jobs, and you know how life gets, mate. It's um, it's just hard. Things become hard, and you you start to start to get on with other stuff in your life and when everything becomes the Dockers, you're just kind of like, if they're going well, mate, well, hopefully if they go well. Oh, you're walking on water when everything's well, but geez, you're drowning when it ain't going well. And we've been in that situation and you've been in that situation as well too. So I I feel your pain. Mate, you have been an absolute superstar. You know that I think the world of you, but there's only one last, there's one more thing and one last question I have to ask you. And it's simple. To the megastar duck from the Purple Rain podcast. How do you want your footy? Lace out, thanks, mate. Right on the tip, Lace out. Just lace out. Just here. Just right here. Thanks, mate. Right there. There you go, listeners. Can't ask for much more than that. Duck, you're a superstar. Have a great year. Yeah, I reckon we might be as well, Peps. Thanks, mate. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Lace Out. Head over to iTunes and Spotify to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. And remember, join us every single Tuesday night, 8pm Australian Eastern Standard Time, on our Facebook page with yours truly, Christopher Pepper, and the co-host with the most, Jamie Wallace, giving you your footy how you want it. Ace out.